Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Art of Money podcast, where I share honest conversations about how money influences our personal experiences, beliefs, and relationships, infusing this taboo subject with a loving dose of dark chocolate and inspiring encouragement. I am Barry Tesler, a financial therapist, author, and creator of The Art of Money, which is my flagship program, year-long money school, and global community. Integrating money healing, money practices, and money maps, The Art of Money is my holistic framework, blending therapeutic, body-based practices with the real-life tools you need to create healthy, sustainable change in your relationship with money. So you can say goodbye to that dusty old budget and hello to healing your money life. Learn more on my website, barrytesler.com. For now, grab something to sip on, get comfy, and tune in to today's episode of the Art of Money podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I am Barry Tesler Linden, a financial therapist, mompreneur, I'm the creator of The Art of Money, which is a published book and a year-long money school. When I got the vision to create my year-long program, The Art of Money, I knew I wanted to support as diverse a community as possible along their unique money journeys. And that meant I needed to gather some amazing people by my side to help me with this. I knew from the beginning that I would need an amazing team by my side, not just behind the scenes, but also center stage with me to hold the community provide fresh perspectives, and share a wide range of ideas, tools, and expertise around all the various facets of money. That's why every year our Art of Money community has four or five TAs. They're not just teaching assistance, though. They're transformational assistance. Each one is a financial professional in their own right, and I've handpicked them all to bring you a diverse set of backgrounds, skills, and vantage points around money. The whole year, they're right there in the private Facebook group, cheering us on, lending support, and troubleshooting the inevitable ups and downs that happen when you devote a whole year to growing your relationship with money. Because each one of them is so amazing, I wanted to share a bit of their stories and teachings with you in the wider community. This is a little taste of the Art of Money experience. I hope it meets you wherever you are on your money journey and gives you some practical inspiration to take the next baby step or big leap that's right for you. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Art of Money. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Jess Salzman as one of our guest teachers for our year-long money school. So here's a little bio, official bio about Jess. Jessica Reagan Salzman works with small business owners who love what they do but can't keep up with managing the numbers side of their business. As founder of Heart-Based Bookkeeping, she helps her clients to identify and solve both their practical and emotional challenges of making and managing money. Jess's unique approach includes not only the nuts and bolts aspect of having a monthly accounting system, that works for the business instead of against it, but also in facing and sorting through the feelings 
the feelings that are holding business owners back when it comes to financial security and success. Jess and her team at Heart-Based Bookkeeping provide services that bring clients into the present moment with their bookkeeping and accounting and empowers them with financial wisdom that makes a huge difference. And you can find her at Heart-Based Bookkeeping. And the last thing I want you to know about Jess in this moment before we open it up to hearing from her is that Jess has been a teaching assistant in the Art of Money since we began six years ago. And she's also been my personal, well, my business bookkeeper for at least the last four years, if not five. I think that's accurate. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much, Barry. I'm so honored to be here, and it's always such a pleasure to collaborate with you. Thank you. So has it been four years or five years since you've been doing my business bookkeeping? You know, I think I think we're coming to the full, like we're going to move into year five with 2018. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Yep. Yeah, time flies, right? <laughs> it does. You know, and and everyone, so you know, that was after me doing my own bookkeeping on QuickBooks for 11 years and loving doing my own bookkeeping. And then at some point, I learned how to navigate the entire system, and it became a wonderful meditation practice for me. And I learned. Um, the, the I, I was able to have an intimate relationship with my numbers and cash flow patterns and all of that. And not as though you all have to do your own bookkeeping for 11 years, but just to say that I did it for 11 years, knew it through and through, and then finally was ready to pass it on, but was only going to pass it on to someone that I really, really trusted. So I watched Jess for a while, and then I passed it on, and I've never looked back. And it's been it's been wonderful to have her and her husband and their team um, taking care of that on a monthly and quarterly and yearly basis for me. So today, Jess, this is to highlight your work for our community. Okay, I've interviewed you many times, but it's been a little bit. So I wanted to get the most updated version of your work, why you love to do it, um, and to hear a lot of the details. Okay? So, Absolutely. Yeah, as we begin, I always want to hear... How did you get started with doing this bookkeeping work? Um, how and why? And, and tell us a story about this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's very interesting. I think it's true for most of us that have had uh, winding paths that bring us to our current work. Um, my career involved many different types of jobs, and I was always in the helper role. You know, when I look back, even going back to high school when I was working when I was still in high school, everything that I did always had a common theme of being a helper. Um, and at one point in my life, my brother and I had a business together, and the way I was the helper was to take care of all the financial stuff. You know, he went into business because he was talented and passionate, and he looked at the side of the business that had to do with numbers and said, I don't have a clue. i got to call my sister. And so I started really doing bookkeeping for him. Um, and after a couple of years of doing that and then having um, my first child, I realized that it was time to really do my own thing. And I got a job, and it was the first time I was ever hired with the title book keeper. Um, I had always previously been a business manager or an office manager. And so I had my first official full-charge bookkeeper position, um, and within a matter of a couple days of getting hired, um, I discovered that there was a room, a whole room full of file boxes with projects that needed to be done um, for clients that had fallen behind with their bookkeeping. And the irony of it was that the CPA firm that hired me had also fallen behind in a lot of ways, and they didn't have the funds to actually compensate me for the work. And so I looked at my husband and I said, there seems to be a real need here for someone that can help people get caught up 
with their bookkeeping and accounting. And that's when I decided to go through the professional certification program to become a professional bookkeeper and hang up my shingle as a self-employed bookkeeper. Um, and that was back in January of 2006. And I really have never looked back because for me, going into bookkeeping was really about helping people and empowering people and really clearing the skeletons out of their closet when it came to their business and their finances and not really having a system that was in place to support them. Um, and I've really been able to help so many people that had a sibling or a husband or a wife or a partner doing the bookkeeping for them and not really enjoying it. So one of the great things is I've been able to help not just business owners but also the people that were in their lives that were helping them out as well. So this has been at least 11 years, right, 11-plus years yep. since you started doing bookkeeping. Did you call it heart-based bookkeeping from the beginning, or when did that come to be? Uh, nope. Great question. In the very beginning, um, I actually called the company behind the scenes, and that was based off the fact that I wasn't going to join the business, I wasn't going to be there working in the business, but behind the scenes, you know, behind the magical curtain, so to speak, I would take care of all the things related to tracking the numbers and making sure the business owners had a P&L and a balance sheet, et cetera. Um, and it was in 2009 um, that I went through a lot of restructuring in my life, which actually was part of my own money journey, and during that process, renamed the company. Um, um, I was actually on the phone with a good friend at the time um, who was also had started her own business and was involved in branding. And so I said to her, Leah, like, what do I call this? You know, what, what do I name it? And she says, uh, why don't you just name it what it is? And I said, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what is it? And she says, Jess, it's heart-based. It's heart-based bookkeeping. The way you do this is so different from the way other people do it. You just have to call it what it is. And I said, that's interesting. So I asked Michael, I said, Michael, what do you think? And he said, I love it. And I asked a few more people, and most of them looked at me and said, I don't understand. And I said, well, you're probably not my ideal client. So I asked a bunch of my clients, and the feedback was huge. You know, Everyone said, yeah, that is. That's what it is. That's how you do it. So since 2009, we've gone by heart-based bookkeeping. I love it. I love behind the scenes as well, and I love heart-based bookkeeping. I love both of those. Yeah. So why don't you – okay, I have one more question before we dive into, you know, more about your work. But, is you know, you said that you stepped into this because you just are naturally a helper and and you love doing that. But were you also really comfortable with numbers growing up and were you good at math and – or did this surprise yep. you? Yeah, so – the math thing is a very interesting thing that comes up so commonly. Um, so from the math perspective, I was good at math, but not in the way that people think they need to be for bookkeeping. I really don't use much of my math background when it comes to um, the accounting and bookkeeping side of things, but I will say my software background, my computer programming and computer analysis background where I worked as a programmer analyst for a health insurance company for many years really was part of it, you know, feeling very comfortable with computer software, getting in, really playing around, trying things, testing things. Um, and then my, my background was definitely from um, my brother. When I had the business with my brother, my father really, honestly, was the first one to ever put the bug in my ear way back in 2003. He said, you do know, if you learn this bookkeeping thing in a really solid way, you could go off and do this for a lot of businesses, not just for your brother. And so he kind of saw it in me before I did. I was really much more um, focused on kind of the psychology of helping people in the workplace, and it was 
pretty much the recognition that this was such a pain point for people that were really passionate and really excited about their businesses. It was like, oh, but they're really struggling and in a lot of pain when it comes to this side of things that I realized, oh, my skills of being a people person and having like a quality of being able to kind of communicate and translate, because um, one of my roles at the health insurance company was to really take what the nurses needed back to the technology guys and be able to translate kind of the layman speak and the specifics of the technology world with also the technical side of the um, health insurance industry. So I kind of realized, oh, I'm good at translating between the mental and the emotional, you know, the head and the heart, the practical and the emotional. And so I felt like those skills are not necessarily prominent in a lot of people in my industry, the industry of accounting. And so I thought if I could bring that into this kind of technical, nitty-gritty, nuts-and-bolts side of things, maybe that would be helpful to people, and that would really fulfill that ultimate goal of helping people. And there, and that's the heart base, too. You know, So you saw from the beginning um, that these two sides, the, the practical part, you know, just taking care of the bookkeeping or training people how to use a system or learn the language of money, but then all the psychological components and how afraid so many people are and so many especially creative entrepreneurs are um, to deal with this part. And it, back then it was, you know, 2003, 2000, and so on. This was so unusual to be integrating these two parts. You and I, you know, I started Absolutely. around 2001. So you and I were both off in our own corners in different parts of the country realizing that these two parts <laughs> need to be integrated. Absolutely, and it was incredibly yeah. rare in New England, you know, growing right. up in the Boston area, people are, you know, nose to the grindstone, very almost self-flagellating, you know, got to get it done, and I saw so many people that were gifted and, and creative and spiritual and passionate that weren't going into business. You know, I would see someone and say, wow, this is amazing, look at this art, can I buy some? Well, no, I don't, I'm not in business, you know, I'm just creating this for my own self. Why aren't you in business? Well, that would involve doing a whole bunch of stuff I don't know anything about, you know, kind of the deer in headlights look. So I definitely feel the same way. Back then it was very, very uncommon. You know, we were kind of on the forefront of it all. Yeah. So why do you focus on supporting entrepreneurs with their bookkeeping? You're starting to already, you know, reveal that. But, you know, why do you focus on supporting entrepreneurs and why are you so passionate about this work with entrepreneurs, and I would also add to that, like, what are, you're starting to say, but what are some of our psychological issues, right, around all yeah. of this? Why do we need your help yeah. so much? You've already touched Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for me, it's to empower people to stay in business. You know, I see so many people who create businesses, you know, out of the, the core of their being. You know, the business is a reflection of some sort of talent or passion or creativity that is so needed. I mean, when it comes down to it, we need this diversity. We need this beauty. We need these contributions to the marketplace for so many reasons. And for me, it was witnessing how many people were getting stuck and literally failing. You know, they were failing and closing their businesses. Things that we previously had access to were no longer there. Michael and I would go to a farmer's market and there'd be a business that was gone. You know, they weren't there anymore. And you'd find out they, they went through bankruptcy or they went out of business. They couldn't make it work. And so it was really about preserving the opportunity for entrepreneurial pursuits to literally lead to successful business ventures, not 
not just be successful and that the person realized their dream initially, but that they could actually support themselves, provide for their families, and keep the lights on, you know, keep the doors open. Knowing that this accounting aspect, you know, I always think of business as a three-legged stool, and it's marketing, production, and accounting. And I was meeting people that were succeeding at the production. They had something they were putting out in the marketplace, and they were doing all right with the marketing, which is sometimes one of the areas that I end up helping people kind of encourage them to be more um, bold in their ability to speak out and share what they have to offer. But the accounting was so commonly lacking, and it was largely based off of fear. And so I just said, yeah, this has got to be something that could help help these unique, you know, you very unique. A lot of the businesses that I support um, have service offerings that are very u- unusual. You know, they're very unique and, and different. And that, to me, is really what makes it so exciting is to have people like that really showing up in business and succeeding. So can you um, paint a picture for us of how you work and what you do with people? You know, because – yeah. For example, I, as I was saying, I did my own bookkeeping for 11 years. So I had, that's probably unusual, I had learned how to use QuickBooks and then did it for years and then had no idea how I was going to pass it on to someone who lived across the country from me. I was like, what do I do? You know, how does that even work? So I'm one type of person and then there's other people that don't even have a system at all in place. And so I know you set up systems. I know you train people how to use QuickBooks. And then I also know that you do some financial coaching where you sit down with people at the end of the month to start learning how to look at numbers and read numbers and review them and learn how to watch for cash flow patterns and so on. I mean, there's so much more, but can can you share a bit? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So basically, the way I always describe it is that my work with clients typically takes one of two paths, the DIY, do-it-yourself path, or the DFY, the done-for-you path. So the DIY path is very much focused around um, bookkeeping training where I am working with a client one-on-one discussing the specifics of their business. We use screen sharing software so we can see the same computer screen at the same time. 99% of the time we're working with QuickBooks and I train that person and empower them with the knowledge and the understanding of how to use the software for their specific business. It's not hypothetical, it's not theoretical, and it's no extra bells and whistles that are unneeded. It's very focused so that they are empowered to do their own bookkeeping, whether they want to do it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever works for them, gives them a do-it-yourself path where they have the support, and really the knowledge and the understanding of how to use the software, which eliminates almost all of the fear factor. You know, when I first start working with someone, most of my clients will say, I don't think I can do this. And by the end of that first session, I think I'm doing this. Oh, my goodness, am I actually doing this? And then by the next session, wow, look at how much I've done. I flexed the muscle that you gave me. You know, I really understand it. So that's kind of the do-it-yourself path. And then let's the done for there, you path. Let's, yes, yeah. let's pause there just for one sec because I want to give people sure. a reality check because um, I want folks to know just a sense of how long this takes. I know it's different for everyone, but for the most part, it's not like a quick learn. I always say it's not a you know your relationship money is not a quick fix. It's not like you learn things quickly and then move on and you're done. This is, and then to learn a bookkeeping system can take some time and be some learning courage and learning edges and all of that. So you, can you give some sense of, course, yeah. of the big range? So yeah. 
believe it or not, most clients, I would say 90%, and I've trained at this point, the last time I counted it was over 1,000 people. Um, The most of the time, it's two one-and-a-half-hour training sessions. So Mm -hmm. we spend an hour and a half together. Sometimes we do that as an hour session because some people's saturation point is a little bit, you know, closer in than the hour and a half. But it's usually an hour and a half. And then we have a homework period where I am available to support the person over email so that they don't feel like they're thrown to the wolves. You know, you don't have to go off and do this on your own. But they are able to then exercise the skills that they've learned in the first session. And then it's a second one-and-a-half-hour session. And in that second session, not only do we learn how to reconcile, but we also learn how to read the reports. And I would say 90% of the people that I work with, those two one-and-a-half-hour sessions are incredibly empowering and substantial enough to get them off and running with an occasional email to me. The typical follow-up stuff is, hey, you know, I took the summer off. I haven't touched my QuickBooks file in a couple of months. I'm just drawing a blank. How do I start this again? And I can usually type up an email and give them some pointers, and it's like, oh, yeah, everything's coming back to me. Um, And then the other questions I commonly get very, very regularly is, how do I book this transaction? You know, how do I categorize this? I went and, you know, attended a training, and here's the nuances of it, and it costs this for this and this for that. How do I book that? How do I track that? So that's something that all of us, even myself, sometimes I'll have to sit there and really think about it. What category does this activity fit into? I know this is a business expense, but where do I put this? Um, But that's really kind of the do-it-yourself path. Uh, Every now and then, you know, most of the time that works. Every now and then I have a client that has a very complex manufacturing model or they have a very complex staffing model where they might need another hour or two to really set the system up to accommodate for those unique things. But when you're talking about solopreneurs, creatives, um, coaches, consultants, uh, and the like, artists included, it's typically about three hours of training spread over two sessions. That's amazing to me. So, so one, you're probably an incredible teacher if you can do that and that you've had that success rate, you know, over and over and over with over 1,000 people and 90% of your folks would fit into that. I guess either I didn't have you as my teacher, you know, 16 years ago and or I would have been in that 10% because money back then in my late 20s, it was so emotional for me. And I still, I was just learning my money stories, and it just, it just brought up so much anxiety for me. And I did think that if I wasn't good at math as a kid, which I wasn't, that I wouldn't be able to learn this. And soon I learned that that wasn't true at all. I could learn these bookkeeping systems, but I also know that it probably took me a lot more than two, three, you know, total of three-hour sessions and that. I always joke. Well, what happens, yeah, yeah, there's two things I want to speak to there. So the first is there is a homework period where they are exercising this. The student, the the client is learning how to do it, and then they're applying what they've learned. So they are flexing their muscles. Usually in most cases it's with at least three to five months of bookkeeping. Sometimes like right now people are going back to January 1st. But – Anytime I work with a client and we decide which path they want to pursue, done for you or do it yourself, in that process, very frequently, we actually, the very first thing we do is an energy session around the emotional side of money. So clients don't dive into the actual hands-on application of doing the bookkeeping until they actually feel ready. So one of the other things I do is these guided money sessions where we spend time dialoguing and using energy work, um, which, yes, I just said I'm a bookkeeper who's using energy work. It's an unconventional thing, um, but it really is something that I found to be essential 
because as you've just described, you won't even sit down to do the bookkeeping unless you had that emotional component that you've worked through and feel comfortable handling the emotions as they come up. Yeah, I, I always said that I learned with a box of tissues so I can stop and so I stopped and cried along the way and then always chocolate, you know, so I can nibble on chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Stop and cry. Absolutely. So, Jess, you And there's you know, lots of tears, you know. I always but, welcome yeah. the tears, you know, yeah. because sometimes we do. we got to cry it out to work through it, you know, and we gotta we got to meet ourselves where we're at with it. So, absolutely, there are certainly times where a guided money session will precede any sort of hands-on practical training and how to use the system because otherwise you're just going to bang your head off the desk. You know, it's a very understandable emotion to feel stuck and frustrated when you haven't dealt with the undercurrent of the emotional side of it. So that actually is something that, you know, very helpful that you mention that because it's very true um, that you have to kind of do the prep work and be ready for it. And, you know, that's why we found each other because, you know, who else do I know that is a bookkeeper that also starts with money sessions and energy work um, before they either go to train the person on the bookkeeping or do it for them? You know, it's just I, I, I love, love, love that, you know, this is part of your toolbox. This is just what you do, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So please share with us the – you share the D, the do it for yourself and now yep. the done-for-you version. Yeah, so the done-for-you version, um, if anyone is familiar or heard the terminology, in the accounting world what we do is called write-up, which basically means once a month after the fact, we are processing all of our clients, bank statements, credit card statements, PayPal activity, square processing, you know, whatever's involved in each of those clients' um, financial worlds, we are going um, for them, typically most clients, not all clients, but most clients empower us with a login to their bank account, credit card account, et cetera, so that it's a um, situation where we get the ball rolling. They don't have to do anything every month. It just starts for them. You know, they don't have to even worry about it or think about it. And my husband, who is my amazing operations manager, he is the one that's responsible for going out and getting all the credit card statements, PayPal activity, et cetera. And then we have an amazing team member, Chris, who's been with us almost four years now, and he does almost all the data entry. Uh, Michael and Chris call themselves the data monkeys, and uh, they get all of that information processed into QuickBooks, and then I review it. And one of the things we do is we ensure that we ask our clients questions. So. A lot of times, clients have very predictable and typical spending, and then mixed in there, they have unusual things. You know, they might have gone to a new vendor that we've never heard of. They might have gone and made a bigger purchase. You know, I'm very commonly will mention, oh, somebody went to Best Buy, spent $1,200. Let's find out, was that a computer? And so as we do the monthly bookkeeping, we ask our clients to help us make sure we get everything categorized properly. We make sure that all of the activity that's been entered into QuickBooks is reconciled, so there's nothing missing, nothing extra. And and then by the last day of the month, all of our clients have received their financials for the previous month. So it's a system that is rolling and ongoing throughout the year. Clients love to have this system because what happens is in January, we're finishing everybody's December numbers. And typically by January 31st, they've got a pretty good idea how the year is going to close out um, and at tax time. We help them by supporting them by dealing with their CPA. Most of our clients have us be the intermediary between them and the CPA to handle most of the back and forth or any of the questions that come up. And our clients are given those financial reports so that they have a clear understanding on a monthly basis how much money came in, 
how much money went out, and what's left over. And once they have those reports, they can either work with me or work independently to ensure that they are stewarding their business in a way that is aligned with their values and their goals so they know if they you know, made less money than they wanted or more money than they planned, how did they spend things. They can make different business decisions based on the insights that the financials provide. And I'm always open. It's one of my favorite things is to teach clients how to read the financials, how to read the profit and loss, how to understand the balance sheet. And not just from a theoretical, you can go online and type in profit and loss and read about it, but looking at their specific numbers so that they can actually begin to understand the trends and you know, really the insights that their business is providing them through the story of the numbers. Wonderful, wonderful. So a few more questions about all of that. Um, a lot of people, when they're starting to do this, they they get all freaked out about when to start. Should I start this month? Should I? How do I do that? You know. And back in the day, when I had my little bookkeeping business, right after got my master's in psychology, then had a bookkeeping business for therapists and coaches and artists and contractors, and then started doing my art of money work. Um, in that interim, you know, people are always like, well, I, I want to start, but I don't, do I start now? And I would always say, well, let's do at least a few months of data. And it sounds like you like to get people even going back to January and having your data monkeys, data monkeys, um, mm -hmm. enter in all of those transactions so you have six months or even a year, a year's worth of data. Um, and that that's really the best way to be able to see number patterns and cash flow platter patterns and be able to really learn how to read your financials instead of just looking at one month or a couple of months to actually have at least six months to a year. Yep. So are you always encouraging people to go back to the beginning of the year? And then it's have always based yeah. off of the unique needs of the client. So, for example, I just spoke with someone today. She has a good enough system in place that she will be able to file her 2017 taxes in April without aggravation, stress, or frustration. She just doesn't want to keep having to do it regularly going forward. But then I also spoke with someone today who hasn't done their bookkeeping or filed their taxes since 2015. So they have 16 and 17 that needs to get caught up. We are always is going to support the client with what's going to make the most sense for their situation, and we discount the back work. So any month that's come and gone, we give them half off whatever their monthly fee is going to be. And we do everything flat rate, so it's based off of the specifics of the unique business, but most clients typically pay between two and 400 a month. So if a client is a $200 a month client and they have months of back work, that's cut in half to $100 a month. And most people, it depends on their own specific situations, but in a lot of cases someone says, oh, so it's going to be 1200 to get this caught up? That is like money, you know, that I would love to spend because now this is going to be a weight off my back. You know, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll be carrying this around. You know, it's like the energetic expense of their business that they don't have any idea. They don't know if they've made money or lost money, et cetera. So they invest in getting that work caught up at that discounted rate. So it's really specific to the business. We provide the service either way. And at this time of year, it tends to be a, a pretty heavy mix of 50-50. Half the people are like, yeah, I'm going to patch this together, get done through December, and in January we'll start with you brand new and have you take care of it. And then other people saying, please, save me from this pile of paperwork that's you know, not been processed. I haven't even opened these statements up. <laughs> and you know, I want to get this done so that in April I'm not pulling my hair out. Right. So we definitely base it off of the need of the business owner. Got it. And you also do personal bookkeeping as well? 
for some Yeah, we do. We actually, um, we will only typically do personal bookkeeping for clients that are already business, you know, whether they're becoming a business client or they've already been a business client. Um, we do do tracking of our clients' personal numbers. A lot of times what will happen is someone will get their business bookkeeping caught up and they'll be pleasantly surprised um, that they're actually much more profitable than they thought they were. And then they immediately say to me, well, where's all the money? Like, if I'm making that much money a year, where did it go? And I'll say, well, what kind of personal spending habits do you have? And they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm kind of into shoes, or, oh, I like to buy arts and crafts supplies, you know, whatever it might be. And they say, I, I don't, or they'll say, I don't really know. And so in a lot of cases, clients will say, hey, can you do the same thing for my personal that you did for my business? And we discount the personal bookkeeping. Um, the big difference between personal bookkeeping and business bookkeeping is when you have business financials, it can usually easily impact how much money you're bringing in and how much money you're taking to the bottom line and how profitable you are. When it comes to the personal side of things, it's usually about changing habits and spending patterns. It's not necessarily as um, directly impactful on increasing your income so much as reallocating that income. Um, so we do charge a lot less for the personal bookkeeping. Um, and it's also a way for us to help our clients out because we want them to have total financial peace. We want them to feel empowered across the board. So if someone is making a lot more money in their business but not keeping a lot of that money, we want them to find a way to change that. And do you also track on QuickBooks for that? Because I know that you and all bookkeepers yep. love QuickBooks as much as I do, you know, and that's what I was yep. trained on from day one. So I'm always like, it's my favorite. I love it. And people Absolutely. will say, Absolutely, that's my favorite yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, or people say it's too robust or it's too scary or too, but, you know, there's no one perfect system as we know. But why do you love QuickBooks so much? Yeah, so the thing I love about QuickBooks is it's you enter the information once and then the number of ways that you can manipulate and view and work with the data, I've never found another accounting system that is so um, has such a high aptitude for being so flexible like that. So for me, because we're doing the bookkeeping, I actually, when I work with clients and teach them how to do it themselves, I don't always have people use QuickBooks for personal bookkeeping. But for business, 99% of the time I do. If you're doing your own personal bookkeeping, a lot of times when people are doing their personal bookkeeping themselves, they're doing it more real time. And QuickBooks isn't my favorite thing for that. But when it comes to doing the monthly write-up work and providing them with that snapshot of how things went the month before, it's also about efficiency. Um, one of the things I focus on in my QuickBooks trainings is passing along all of the efficiencies that I have created and come up with and, ex and experienced, you know, and have exposed exposure to along the way. You know, something as simple as don't put slashes in the date. You know, you can put the date, you know, one slash one. You don't have to put the slash in. You can save yourself a lot of time. So I find that QuickBooks is the most reliable and efficient software. So when we have someone like Chris is doing someone's personal bookkeeping, we want him to be as expedient and, you know, as efficient with it as he can be. So what is one of your favorite or what are your favorites, favorite um, personal bookkeeping systems? So YNAB is really awesome, which is the you need a budget system. That's really awesome for people who want to allocate their income into specific buckets and kind of work more with the budgeting side of things. Um, definitely Mint is one of those systems where it kind of does everything for you, and with a little bit of oversight, you can really get a powerful view of your personal numbers. 
And because you're not really taking that data and then producing a tax return from it, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect every, little, you know, every single time. Um, and then on the Mac side of things, um, iBank is actually very similar to QuickBooks, but it's really good for handling personal stuff. Okay, great. So who is your ideal client, and who do you feel you can most support with the kind of work that you do? I absolutely love when someone says, I love what I do. I love what I do. Like having a client who is just passionate about what they're doing, and this is kind of that area that's tripping them up, and also people who have fallen behind. Um, my business is largely driven by clients who first come to me with um, kind of, I would call it, a money secret. You know, they have a year, two, three. My record is 17 years of not having prepared their business bookkeeping and not having prepared their business taxes. So we really do specialize in helping people come into the present moment with their bookkeeping and accounting. Um, so someone who is conducting themselves in business, they're paying their bills, they're getting paid to some degree or another, and they're able to handle that aspect of, you know, the money actually flowing in and out you know they're making sure they get paid in some cases we do teach people how to ensure they're getting paid because I do have clients that will come to me and say I haven't done invoicing in six months I help them and empower them and teach them how to do that in a way that works really well for them so that that does not happen again because cash is king and you want to make sure that if you've done work for someone you get paid for it um, but really people who are paying their bills and are getting paid but don't have any sort of summation or tracking they don't really know how much they've made they don't know how much they've spent those are the types of clients that we absolutely love to help. And especially, it's also really cool, is that I would say nine times out of ten, I learn about what the person's doing, and I learn about what their business is up to, and I get like the chills, you know, I get the hairs in the back of my neck standing up, because some of these businesses are just amazing. And so I love to work with clients who are in those, you know, uncommon types of fields. A lot of times it's businesses that they've created by fusing two unusual things together. You know, I call that the peanut butter and chocolate method, you know, where they've really fused things that were very different and blended them together. Um, but for us, it's really about helping business owners who want to stay in business but maybe aren't sure how to stay in business or if they want to be a, a business owner and they want to be responsible about it but just don't have this training and education. Got it. Got it. Okay. And this question we may have already answered, which is what is the most unexpected thing about you and how you work? Is it the that you do the energy piece as yeah, well? I would say, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we alluded to that. And yes. um, I think that is really one of the things that has become um, – less uncommon you know there are now many people that I speak to know that about me before they get on the phone with me etc but for me adding the energetic support to the processes that I bring to my clients um, has been so incredibly transformational I can't really remember a time when I wasn't doing the work that way um, but it's definitely that I personally bring um, energy practices and energy sessions and really working with the clients around the emotions um, I guess you could sum it up by saying I'm not afraid of the emotions you know like you mentioned the box of tissues I've got one right here you know uh, whether it's virtual or literal um, so definitely the willingness and awareness um, to interact with clients when they're in that stuck place when they're feeling those hard feelings and being able to stand there in that space with them and being more than happy to hold the space for them so that they can process what they're feeling around these topics of money and bookkeeping and accounting and taxes can you just speak to that a little bit more of just um, 
I mean, it's in our year-long program. It's in the art of money. It's, you know, it's a big reason I'm doing the work because money does bring up so much emotions for people. We project so much onto it. But what, what do you see more specifically just around people's fear and anxiety? And what are the other feelings that come up um, when business owners you know, have to sit down and create the foundation, create the structure, which is the bookkeeping and accounting? Um, what, just what comes up in that terrain for people that you see yeah. over and over and over? Definitely. The most prominent thing, and I wish this was not true about the industry that I work in, but literally the most common thing I hear is my last accountant yelled at me, made me cry, um, made, you know, shamed me, literally said and did things that brought about a shame reaction in me. Um, so for us, it's really about making sure that that client knows that there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. You know, they are 100% whole, whether they've got 17 years of bookkeeping they haven't done or they've got five months or five weeks, whatever it is. But shame is huge. Um, I almost want to say a, the word feeble, like feeling feeble, like feeling like a fish out of water. Um, the person might be an incredibly technically skilled person. You know, I have construction companies, et cetera, and they get really down on themselves that they don't know how to do this other thing. So kind of the lack of a beginner's mind where they feel like they should already know it, and that just causes them to get all bound up because – they really don't know it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But somewhere along the line, somebody told them something or said something or judged them and made them feel less than because of this. So it really is a contracted, and it's often a contracted space in them that they've hidden from everyone else. It's not something you see from the outside. It's probably not even something that anyone else would describe. If you said, hey, I, you know, how about Bob? What do you think of Bob? You wouldn't say, well, Bob's terrified of bookkeeping. You wouldn't know. It's kind of like a shameful thing that they've hidden inside and maybe haven't even acknowledged within themselves. But it is very common that they will say, I, I was made to feel stupid. You know, the accountant told me I was I've had actually clients literally say, the accountant told me I was an idiot. How did I let this happen? And so it's that non-judgmental um, space of just saying, hey, you, this is not something that you um, have to hold over yourself like you need to be punished for it. It's just something that you haven't learned yet. Let's, let's step into that area. There's so much wrapped in that, you know. So uh, there, there's a whole financial support team of bookkeepers and accountants and financial planners and so on, and none of them in their traditional training learned anything about the psychology of money or the emotions of money or the energy of money, right, and so on. Um, and so it's so matter-of-factor, natural to so many of them, um, but they don't realize that there are, you know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people, you know, that are – more creative or this isn't second nature or matter of fact and that we need really good teachers. And, so, and thank goodness that the world is full of people that aren't so practical and matter of fact and linear because it would be a pretty boring place if it was all just, you know, accountants and, and that whole type of perspective. And we need those people because they bring a very specific skill set to the table. But it's like you said, it's not, it's not even really necessarily their fault. They don't know how to handle the emotions that come up in them when they have a client sitting in front of them crying and feeling shamed, you know, feeling bad about the situation. So I think it's one of those things where 
the, the more time that passes, the more I start noticing that the more and more people who are interacting with CPAs and accountants, they're realizing, CPAs and accountants are realizing, wow, I have to have people skills. I have to have these softer skills, these more um, intuitive and you know, understanding type perspectives with these clients if I'm going to actually be able to support the broader commerce of you know, the marketplace. Exactly, exactly. And the second piece of it is just um, so many of us that feel very smart in many areas of our lives or feel we've developed and matured in so many areas of, of our lives except for this area. And then what's, we do feel separate from even a financial support person telling us, like, what's the matter with us, we, we feel somehow we should know this or we should have known this right. or we should have learned this years ago or we should easily be able to learn this on our own which is just not yep. true. You know, we all need we all need support. You know, we all need support teams. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I have accountants as clients. I have people that were formerly tax preparers or tax accountants who never really actually learned the nitty-gritty details because that's one of the things that I found most interesting about the accounting training that I went through to get my professional bookkeeper certification is the accounting of large companies is very different from the accounting of small businesses because in large companies, someone could spend their entire career working in one division of accounting, accounts payable, accounts receivable, collections, whatever the specific area, asset management. And they don't understand small business accounting. So I've had, literally, I have had over half a dozen people that have come to me, and I find out either initially or down the line that they were actually accountants in their prior career. And it just makes me so happy because someone like that falling behind with their bookkeeping is a perfect example of sometimes it's not even about the lack of knowledge or the lack of you know technical aptitude, but more so it's just about life. I mean, life is hectic and things happen and time flies by and people – open businesses and suddenly it's two years later and they're like, uh, wow, I'm finally hit my stride. I feel like I'm making a living at this. I guess I better finalize, you know, formalize this and do some taxes. So there's all types of people that this is the experience that they have where they fall behind, they don't have the understanding. And then once they do get that in place, you know, that's the other thing when it comes to this. I absolutely love watching what happens when a client goes through the process of getting caught up and having regular financials and literally, suddenly, their business is skyrocketing. They're taking opportunities that they had never before felt comfortable saying yes to. They're having new creative ideas. They're launching new programs because they've opened up this energetic pathway in their business where doing more in business doesn't mean making a bigger pile of things they have to fix. Yeah, yeah. So if you could share one more thing about bookkeeping with everyone who's listening and with the larger world, it could be two things. What else would what else do you need to share in this moment that hasn't been shared already? I you've shared a lot. You've shared a lot. Yeah, you've covered yeah. a lot. Definitely. Um I just want to extend an invitation to anyone who is self employed to make space for the possibility that bookkeeping and accounting can actually become a transformational tool in their business that brings not only knowledge and practicality, but also wisdom and insight and empowerment to really make your business what it can, you know, the, the greatest possible expression of that business and really start to feel that you're living the dream that you set out when you came up with this idea for this business. Because for me, it's really about the transformational possibilities. And when I say transformational, I mean both personally in that 
business owners own energy, their mental, emotional, spiritual experience of having their business and living their business, but also the practical side of it. But it's just about suspending the disbelief that this is something that can't work or can't, you can't learn or that you don't know how to handle and just saying, wow, transformational tool, hmm, is there a possibility that this could actually work for me and turn out better than I expect? And it's just the power of having an accounting system because we all know there is no Fortune 500 company or even Fortune 1000 company out there that isn't working with an accounting system. So I want the small business owners of the world, the gifted, talented, creative entrepreneurs to have that same transformational tool of a bookkeeping system that supports them. I love it. So this was a wonderful invitation um, to have, you know, just people see how they can benefit from setting up a bookkeeping system, getting back on track, doing it themselves, handing it over to someone else that they trust, and so on, right? And and really working with someone who integrates the emotions, the psychology, the energy with all of the practical parts of running a bookkeeping system. So Jess, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing some of your story, for inspiring all of us to see bookkeeping and accounting as a transformational tool, and for continuing to run heart-based bookkeeping with your husband and with your team. I love it, of data monkeys. Um, and just just continuing to, you know, be there for all of us um, to be on our teams. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you so much for the opportunity and for being such an instrumental participant in the blazing of this path that, you know, we're just bringing conscious bookkeeping to the world, and it just makes my heart sing, and I just appreciate you so much and appreciate the Art of Money methodology and the community, and I know that as we continue with this work, more and more people are going to find us as the answer to the question that they have about how to make their business work better. Thank you. <laughs> There you have it. I hope you have enjoyed this interview with one of my wonderful Art of Money TAs. That's Transformational Assistance. If you'd love to bring this kind of honesty, depth, and savvy to your own relationship with money in the coming year, you might just love my year-long money school, The Art of Money. We're about to begin our sixth year. I've been teaching this work for 16 years, but the year-long format, this will be our sixth year. And each year it just gets better and richer and deeper. You'll be held and guided by my whole team of transformational assistants and, of course, yours truly. Our doors open in January for a short time, and my team and I would love to support you. To learn more, go to barrytesler.com. That's B-A-R-I-T-E-S-S-L-E-R.com. Hi again. Thank you so much for joining me today. What you heard here is a delicious sample of the loving guidance, heartful inspiration, and practical tools you'll find in my year-long money school, The Art of Money. I hope you found something here to take with you, a lesson, some inspiration, or even just a little grace for yourself and where you are in your own money journey. If you're feeling called to wade deeper here, please pack your financial goals, 
soul deep aspirations and grab your favorite person. You can find out more at barrytesler.com.